Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. just glad to be here with you today and to share some important conversation. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? It's good. It's very good. Happy days. Just really good. Did you have any visits from the should queen while you were there? Did your should part show up? I have lots of shoulds on the holidays because I was raised on um, the Brady Bunch and eight is enough and leave it to beaver. So lots of shoulds. What kind of shoulds did you guys have that come up at all? Oh yeah. Tell us about it. Well, we had, um, it was lovely. I mean, it's going to sound strange, but it was lovely because we didn't go, we didn't meet with family. (laughs) (laughs) No family drama this time. There was no drama. There was, we, we, it was some just family friends. And so it was just really nice. And then they had some family friends with them. So it was like, we also got to get to know some, some different people. And, and, um, my should queen just showed up in the sense of like, you should be more successful because these were very successful people. You know, one is an artist. It's amazing. She was actually very inspiring though, because she's 78 and she started learning to be an artist, abstract painter of acrylics at 70. Oh, Wait and her stuff is selling and it's beautiful. And I just loved it. We sat and talked about her stuff because she had pictures of it. And it was just like, that was very exp- inspiring for me. But kind of poked the should queen of like, you know, you should be further along. You should be this. You should be that, you know, type thing. But oh, yeah. Roll my eyes. There's a lot to be said for the life experience that we glean and for doing things like that in the second half of our life. The mm-hmm. arts and um, coaching and stuff like that, where where you take the experience that you've had and you put it into something really important. It seems like women just excel when they do that in the second half of their life because of all that experience. Well, it's interesting to hear your should queen was alive and going. Um, <laughs> one, of my, one of my personal heroes, Louise Hay, used to say, I know that only good awaits me around every corner. Um, I love that phrase. And when my should queen shows up, that's one of the things I'll say to her. Oh, but sweetie, I know only good awaits me around every corner. And it's just like, it calms her right down, you know, because we get off the should horse. That's really good. Mm 
For you, I know it's shoulds, the shoulds you should do. For me, it's FOMO. Um, I've got a fear of missing out, Queen. What about you, Jacine? What what goes on in your mind and heart with stuff like that? Well, I think there's a combo of both. And I was trying to differentiate, you know, which which is which, which is fear missing out, which is the should. Um, I do often find myself saying, well, I should do this. And I, you know, I should get up at this time in the morning. I should do this. I should do that. And then it is the FOMO that comes in after the should. So that's kind of what I noticed is that well, if I don't, then, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss out. This, or yeah, or I'm not going to have time for this or, and I mean, sometimes that's a good thing, right? Especially when you've got to get up and you have meetings scheduled. <laughs> 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 I really should get up and do something uh-huh. for myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> we need the shoulds to, you know, to accomplish what we want to accomplish. I imagine your artist friend probably had shoulds involved with her painting just as far as learning and finishing and working on things. Yeah. But it's when they become crutch, you know, or too much should that we really get into trouble. Yep. One well, of the, I think it's, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's really interesting too, as I was thinking about it, that especially in contemplating where I am in my life now. So I love that you brought up your, your friend, your 78 year old friend, Jen, because I was asking myself, well, why is the reason that I used to get up at four 30 in the morning? You know why? Because that gave me time before my kids got up so that I could exercise so that I could read what I wanted to read my inspiration, my scriptures, um, have some peace, you know, some meditation time, some time with God, those were things that were important to me. And so I gave up sleep so that I could have those. But now I'm in a stage of life where I don't have three children at home anymore. And it looks really different. And so as I've been thinking about this this last weekend, after having four grandchildren here all weekend, and you are up at the crack of dawn and serving and that's what you do. I mean, moms, you guys are amazing. You are there and you're doing a great thing and you're serving. And there are things on your should list that we should do, but, you know, prioritizing is great. But for me now, do I really need to get up at 430? No, I can get I can get up at six now and get all of those same things done without having to get up so early, you know, at the crack of dawn. So let's, let's talk just for a minute about the shoulds, um, good shoulds and not so good shoulds. Don't you think so much of that is based on the place you're coming from, whether you're coming from fear or you're coming from abundance, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, go ahead, Jen. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say mine, because my, my, I have to work on all not good enough. That's, that's like my theme inside of me. And so that's the, and so all of my shoulds come from not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I can trace it back that I, I will think, Oh, this isn't a should. And I can trace it back to is oh because I feel less than, or uh-huh. I don't feel. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> but what if those shoulds come from a place of love? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they feel so think- different. 
Well, you know, I think they can because it's just because it's about your improvement and, and becoming, you know, overcoming some of your stuff and becoming what you really want to become and what you feel you, sh- you should become or you feel like you want to become. Yeah. Um, I think, though, when it when it gets there's a point that it can get kind of negative and and almost like poison a little bit. Yeah, where so we want to be it, aware. Yeah, it brings you yeah. down and you yeah. start to then say, you know, negative things to yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you want to be aware. I read this book this last week called Mutant Message Down Under. Um, it's a story of a gal who travels with Aboriginal people. She does a walkabout for four or five months. And she mentioned that one of the things that the Aboriginal people do or don't do is they don't celebrate a birth date because they don't, they live in the, you know, in the will in the wild, in the bush. They don't have calendars. They just work by the sun and the moon, but they don't celebrate birth dates. But what they do celebrate is getting better. And so the people in her group, when they had an event or felt it was important, they had a birthday celebration of becoming better. And they would all celebrate that person for the whole day, very much like we celebrate birthdays minus the cake, but it was all about them for the whole day because they had become a year better, not necessarily a year older. Isn't that a cool idea? Love that. Yeah. So think about that in relationship to the should queen or the fear of missing out queen, this part of ourselves. What if we had a celebration with her of being better? We get so bogged down on the shoulds, even as coaches and even in personal development, we get that fear of missing out. What if I'm not progressing fast enough? What if I'm not doing it right? Right. But what if we didn't? What if we came from a place of love and celebrated a year better? What do you think? I don't really think it's a whole different view on it. Yeah. Because I look back and I was like, yes, of course I'm better this past year. Because look at all the stuff that, that, you know, I've been able to do and overcome and be. And it just puts such a positive bend on this. That my, my mind just went like this. I'm just going to have to sit with this for a little bit. I'm sorry. You go, JC. <laughs> okay. Well, that's so funny. Like a birthday. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of, I mean, another year older, another year better. But what if we don't focus on that? What if we focus on the better? What were you saying, JC? Yeah. So in the business coaching that I do, um, working with doctors, oftentimes we start off the call and we're reviewing it's because it's every month I meet with them. And so we're reviewing what their past month was like, you know, what Mm -hmm. were their focuses? And I, it, they constantly want to start off with, well, I didn't do this and I didn't get this done. And, you know, I should have, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we start with guys? What do we start with? So it's always, I want three things that went well this last month. What, what were your three, your three wins? That's what I call them. What were your three wins? Yeah. And it's interesting when you start off a conversation that way, the whole trajectory of the coaching call is so much more effective because yes, of course there are things that we can and we should improve upon. But when we start off from that attitude of, man, look at what I did. Yes. Yeah, let's celebrate. I made serious progress. Yeah. Yes. 
look at this progress. And then, I mean, we're in the middle of I, this week. I'm starting the year in review with each of them. And again, you know, what are what are the wins? What are your what are your three wins? Your biggest wins? So what went yeah. well, right? Yep. What went well? Jen, did you want to say anything before we move on? No, I just well, it, this really kind of have just like. <laughs> Cool. My world. It's been really good. It's because my we brain just talk about it next week. Then you come back and report. And and I I wrote down just these phrases because I'm like I've got to add this to my board. It's like another day better, another week better, another month better, another year better. Yeah, the I'm annual like, celebration of better. Yeah, what a great way to 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 measure things. So I'm like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, it was yeah. a really good book. If you guys have time to read it, it's a good one. Um, Mutant Message from Down Under was the name of it. It was really interesting. So I moving just, on, fear of missing out. <laughs> don't miss the book. FOMO, don't miss the book, right? Um, one of the things that my FOMO queen is that she never wants to feel lonely or left out. A lot of us have a FOMO queen that gets started um, when we're school age. Because maybe she didn't do Chinese jump rope right, or maybe she didn't get asked to play, you know, got picked for the team or whatever. And she never wants to have that experience again, that feeling of being lonesome or left out. And so she'll come up with lots of different ideas for ways to protect you because she is your most sincere and loyal part, right? All of our parts want us to be comfortable and happy and protected. They might be a little bit skewed in their belief because most of the time they're young, but um, they still, they, our best interests are right there. So my FOMO queen will do, you're not good at that. That's, that's her favorite line for me. You're not good at that. Like um, you don't want to sing in front of a group. You're not good at that. You don't want to write that story. You're not good at that. You don't want to go up to bat. You're not good at that. And she's got this, I don't even know what the list of that she has of what I'm good at because she never brings that part up. Just, you're not good at that. And if she can convince me I'm not good at that enough to not try, she can keep me from being left out because I won't, I won't not get picked. You guys have some messaging that your FOMO queen or your, I mean, we talked about your should queen. Do you have some messaging that your FOMO queen brings into things? the fear of missing out. Mine convinces me that I won't miss out if I don't try. I get in trouble because my FOMO is, is different. It, she is all about, I want to be included. I want to do that. And so I lose my boundaries because I say yes to everything. To everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would yeah. love to do. Of course, yes, that would be yes. great. That would be wonderful. Yes, yes. So much yes. fun. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it just sounds so great. And then you get in it and you're like, holy snarkies, what did I just do? <laughs> well, I just with, um, with the fear of relaxing, because if mm. you stop, you might miss out, right? That yeah. fear of missing out. I don't have time to stop because I might miss something. And I know a lot of us have that with screens. Um, a lot of people who love social media or who love following particular television shows or ways of connecting socially that way will have a real fear of missing out or not watching things or connecting that way. Yeah. Saying yes to everything. That can be a problem. 
but there has to be balance, right? That's where I loved coming back to being able to recognize, like you said, what were your wins and Mm -hmm. what are you better at now? Because that really does give you a perspective to be able to be comfortable enough to say no or to um, relax with, I mean, for me that what was, what went well, once you've got that, everything just kind of settles down and I just feel better about myself. So, all right. Go ahead. It's your centered self. Yes. You know, if, if we have our centered self, then my FOMO queen can look at it and say, well, is that, if saying yes to that, is that really in line with your center, right? With your creator, with who you really are. And it was interesting. I, I um, recently came across, uh, I don't know if I listened to it or if I read it, but they were talking about creator. So in Genesis, we have the creation and um, God or the creator says, hey, Adam and Eve, here's this wonderful garden. I, you know, go enjoy everything in this garden, all the beauty of it. You can eat from anything here. It's just, you know, how wonderful. It's just this law of abundance. You know, the creator gives us abundance. And and except there's one tree. So just, just that one tree, all of this, right? All of this, but it's this abundance. And then you, you have the protagonist that comes in or Satan, as a lot of people call him, um, he comes in and he points out what they're missing out on. Oh, I see FOMO. (laughs) Oh my goodness. He's all about you're missing out on that tree. Look at the fruit on this tree. You know, the fruit on this tree is like so sweet. And wouldn't you want to have this? And, you know, look at what you're missing out on. And he, and, and that protagonist constantly points us at just isolating ourselves on one thing that we can't. It's all about what we can't, right? Right. It's all about fear and scarcity, what we can't. Right. And and the creator is all about abundance. So for me, that was just kind of a trigger in my brain to just say, oh, wait, what is this abundance that I'm thinking of? No, no, no. that's not my centered self, right? That's not my centered self. If this is all about scarcity. Yeah. Yeah, that is something that I've just recently started doing in decision making is asking myself, is this decision that I'm working on coming more from a place of love and abundance, or is it coming from more scarcity and fear? And that brings a lot of clarity for me in what I'm deciding, you know, to be able to see it. All right. Well, let's just do a little bit of how would we help our best friend with this? So, so we got a girlfriend or guy friend and they are really struggling with the shoulds and the FOMO what's and the drama. Oh my gosh. So much drama with shoulds and FOMO, right? So what advice could we give our overextended friend with the big fear of missing out? Jason, you brought up a good one with the centered self and coming from love and abundance. Mm-hmm. I brought up devices. Um, I would suggest they turn off their device um, that they might schedule their device time this kind of blew my mind. Okay. This will tell you how connected I am. 
But when I was reading a couple of weeks ago, someone came up, I think it was Leo Boboda in Zen Habits, who came up with this idea of schedule 30 minutes in the morning and fewer minutes than that in the evening, and then just leave your phone and don't use it during the day. Right. Like, what would you do with the other 15 hours of the day if you only had one hour there with your screens? That's huge. It is huge. And think yeah. about this. Think about this. Okay. Way back in the olden days. Yes. That were connected to the wall. Yeah, and you or, had to stay in your kitchen okay. to talk on the phone. That's right. Or you had a really long cord that you stretched so that your five brothers couldn't hear what you were talking about. So and you could go could... in the bathroom and close the door. Right? Yes. Or your parents couldn't hear. But yeah. So... But think about this, Darren Hardy, he, he said, all right, what is the purpose of this phone? Right. Right. Is it, you know, when we had the old phone recorders that were attached to our phones, I mean, that was state of the art. You could, people could leave a message, actually leave a message. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, wouldn't would you like run in? <gasps> Did somebody call and leave a message? Is the red light blinking? So exciting. Right? You get that serotonin hit right there. So cool. Yep. <laughs> You think about that and, but we have this phone and we're constantly, you know, check, check, check the phone. Well, same thing with the mail. I'm not going to run out to my mailbox 30 times a day to check the mail. Right. Uh So if you can set boundaries or whatever you want to call them and just say, I check my email at this time of day and this time of day, morning and evening, same thing. I check my Facebook at this time of day. And this time of day, you could have a morning and a close, or maybe it's just at noon at lunchtime. But yeah, having scheduled times for those and actually setting a timer. So, and our phones are so smart. They'll do it for us. Like if we set them up to do it, they'll do it for us Mm -hmm. so that we can be productive and it can be, it, it won't control our lives. But I love to do that when I'm tempted to like to check my email or check something on my phone. I'm like, oh, would I be running out to the mailbox right now? No. I love that. <laughs> would I be running out to the mailbox right now? That's a good one. <laughs> would I be looking at my recorder waiting for the message to pop up? You know, like uh-huh. really? <laughs> no, it yeah. probably wouldn't. I would be very busy with my life. Yeah. 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 Another idea that I learned from my daughters, very, very smart women, is if it's not a heck yeah, it's a heck no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for my FOMO self or my very overscheduled self, they would come to me and they'd say, okay, so do you really want to do that? You know, and it would be, well, and they're like, okay, if it's not a heck yeah, it's a heck no. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Any other decision-making things that you do to help rail back in or rein back in your should queen or your FOMO queen? Sometimes for me, like, cause right now with the, the Christmas season coming upon us, all those so many things you want to do. Yeah. I can really like create in my mind, just amazing scenarios and things. I would just, I will going. all the neighbors and all the stuff, everything, you know, and, <laughs> and that type of things. And I'll make all the homemade cookies and oh, yeah. all the things, 
you know, and, and, you know, hopefully coming from a place of like, I want to serve, I have to step back and just say, well, why do you really want to do that? And should you do that? You know, and kind of just kind of like very analytically look at what would be the time and the cost and the energy and all that involved in this. And sometimes it's just that moment of creating that in my brain and wanting that to be part of who I am is enough for my should to be like, yeah, that's a lot of work, you know, (laughs) or, you know, and so just sometimes taking a, a little bit, stepping back and just analyzing what's behind the should. Why do you feel like you should do that? Or do you just want to create that little Hallmark movie in your brain and then be done? No. Well, and you can have that memory that way. You could develop the whole thing and enjoy your daydream and be finished with it and have the good feeling. One of the things I like along that same line is to go deep instead of go wide. Mm -hmm. Choose one thing or two things, you know, through the holiday, maybe a theme or a particular progress project and go deep into that. I would way rather, I get a lot more satisfaction out of going deep than I do going wide. So, Yeah. Last and idea. Go ahead, JC. If we think about, if we think about, you know, maybe we do have lots of neighbors we could drop this off to, but what yeah. if looked at it and we said, okay, which of these neighbors would this really, really have a great effect on? You know, Go who deep. needs this? Who needs to know that I care about them? Right. Who needs to know that? they're being thought of and that I value their friendship, you know, who, who needs to know that. And I think if we do that and we, you know, meditate on that or we take it to our creator or pray about it or whatever, that's when we'll have those, those defining moments that say, this is who needs that. Right. Then acting on that, because it might be the grumpy old man that like lives next door that you're like, oh my gosh, he yelled at me last time. Like (laughs) my chicken went over there. Holy smokes. I don't know. Right. (laughs) And I think this too be the woman who looks like she has everything who just needs to know somebody remembers her. Yeah, it could. What were you, I'm sorry, Jen, what were you saying? That's okay. I think sometimes what I also could do is I like to sit back and say, well, what what really is your motivation? Because is your motivation to serve and to help these people or is your motivation to be seen as somebody that's got their shiz together for Christmas and can bake for the world? And so a lot of times I sit back and I say, okay, what is the motivation? And if it does not align with my higher self and, and, and that service part of things. And I'm like, you can just have that movie in your head and be done because it's not a pure motivation. It's a, a self-seeking motivation because for a part of you needs to feel something or needs to be good as, or better than, or be seen as. And so I, I, that's why I sometimes say, I think um, that might be part of the going deep, figure this out. Yeah. Go deep I, instead of go I, wide. I love that you said, I played that movie over in my mind and that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and let it be done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. You know, we can have that movie and have our little make believe time and then be happy and be done. You know? Oh yeah, I did this. It was all great. Because really yeah. with holiday time, especially we want time to play. We want time to be present. We want time for recess, right? It's what we want so that we can be deep. And so making those choices is really important. Those are such good answers, such good solutions, you guys. I'm going to go home and practice with those. So (laughs) 
with Louise Hay, I know that only good awaits me around every corner. What could you say or think to help yourself feel good right now? That's the one that always comes back. Working with the FOMO queen or working with the should queen. What thoughts could we choose to help? What do we say to her as she, as our centered selves to come and help her? I know Jen, you brought up, I am good enough. I am good enough. I know who I am. I'm strong. I'm capable and compelling with or without this. Yeah. And sometimes I say to myself, you know, even though I'm capable of doing all the things, I don't need to do all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Well, yeah. And one of the most powerful phrases I use for myself is I choose. Mm -hmm. I just feel so centered and so grounded when I can say I choose. I choose to take cookies across the street. I choose to spend my afternoon doing that. It feels so good instead of all the other reasons that would come up and create FOMO. Yeah. And I love, for me, it's, I'm able to say in a nice way to be able to say no. And I've had to learn how to do that over the years to learn how to say no. And a lot of times my way is, Beth, thank you so much for asking. Like, I feel so, I feel so honored that you would think of me and ask me to do that. But right now I'm going to have to say, no, I've got a lot of other things on my plate. So yeah. Yeah, but I feel so that. honored that you would ask. Thank you so much for asking. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And because I am honored, you know, that's, that's really what it is, is that, oh my gosh, somebody thought that I could actually do that. And I would yeah, love, well, to, I love I would... the phrase that doesn't fit for me right now. Thank you so much for asking, but that just doesn't fit. Not, not right now, but do ask me again, because mm-hmm. I would love to do something like that with you in the future. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Jen? Oh, I wasn't, I'm just listening. I'm just taking all that in. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, well, I've, I've learned to, to sit, to say no in a gracious way, because I used to be the yes girl all the time. And then I would go home and it would just be like, and then I would like, my health would go crazy because I would overextend myself. So I think sometimes saying no is a part of self-care because you're putting yourself first, which is really important because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. It's really, it's a service you do for other people to take care of yourself. I often often wonder why so many people get sick in January after the holidays. Do you really? That's right. (laughs) We don't take, besides it being cold season, but other than that, I think we put a lot of undue stress upon ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we started this whole series, which by the week, by the way, next week is the last week we'll be doing the series. It's Rhonda, the rules girl. And she's saying you're doing it wrong. So we'll talk about Rhonda next week, but let's take this back to, we wanted to build confident connections. So today we talked about the should queen and we talked about FOMO and the FOMO queen. How do we use this to build a confident connection with either those we work with or those we love with being able to be confident at a work party or at a family dinner? How do we do that? What, how does this all tie into being confident? I think if we can calm, if I can calm the FOMO queen or the should queen, 
when I'm at those parties or at those family functions, I can be fully present with the people that are there and I can get curious about them and I, I can ask them questions because then it can be about them and it doesn't have to be about me. Because you're, yeah, so she's, you're calm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is beautiful. I love that. For me, doing the thought work on a daily basis, choosing the thoughts that I want to think and being in good practice, kind of like being in good tone for exercise with the running or whatever, allows me when I am in a situation that in which I feel uncomfortable, I can work with my thoughts right then and there because it's already become a habit. And so the daily practice that I have makes a difference. And I feel more confident because I know that I can take care of myself. I think also if, if you know of an event coming up, like a, a party or a get together or a meeting or whatever, I sometimes kind of already know who's going to show up, you know, within me because it's already happening before that I'm already creating story and everything. Yeah. So a lot of times I think I can almost calm it down and, and be aware of it before I go into it. And I think it plays a lot into what Jason was saying, because then I can show up as I want to like my real authentic self and I can then be present in the moment and in and interact with people. And even to the point where sometimes you can even be like, Oh my gosh, there are FOMO Queens out or, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, so like you're that. like, and so you can have more compassion for people like, oh, there's Walter. He's showed up. He's oh, worried. He's worrying. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but, you know, I don't know. That's, that's kind of how, you know, I was able to, before I went into Thanksgiving, being around these amazingly successful people, I was able to already say, okay, I know what's going to happen. And so I was able to talk myself off a cliff, even though it kind of poked me a little bit at the place and showed up, but then I was still able to like you in the moment, be able to do the thought work and deal with it. So I can then enjoy myself, connect with this amazing artist woman and learn from her and feel inspired. You know, so it was like, you know, it was, it empowers you to show up, I think better. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you guys. It's abundance, right? It's abundance. It's coming from love and abundance instead of fear Mm -hmm. and scarcity. It's all love and abundance. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that brings us back to peace and contentment. And that's where we're present, right? Because we feel safe and we can move forward. Yep, I agree. And you know, um, our mastermind group is being in a group coaching situation like that, where we're in a, with other women who are similar to where we are and we're working on similar stuff. That kind of a group coaching experience really makes a difference in learning how to practice this for ourselves because we're helping each other. I mean, look at the three of us, right? Just getting together and talking through things makes all the difference. Let's talk about what's coming up this weekend, Jen, because there's this amazing yeah. jumpstart workshop I heard about that's coming up on yeah, Saturday okay. morning, nine o'clock central. What is yeah. that? Um, it's <laughs> tapping away the stress and anxiety during the holiday season. So maybe when you do get in those situations where you're just like overwhelmed or overloaded, or you even come back from one that you've been activated. I, I like to use the word activated instead of triggered. Activated so much empowers more. You, more. Um, you can use this technique to help release the energy from the emotions and even some of those emotions themselves. And the more that I'm diving into it, I'm understanding just how deep it is. So I'm just going to be giving you just the skim the top of it so that you can have a tool to help you manage those interactions or even just when you have it with yourself, you know? So yeah, yeah it's going to be. And we're going to do a lot of practice tapping, right? 
We're going oh, yeah. to well, walk you through a lot of it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So you'll be I'm real familiar by the time you finish the workshop. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited too, because a lot of times it's not just for us. So mm-hmm. even if you think, oh, I don't really need it, come and learn. Because I, as you were talking about that, my 13 year old granddaughter came to my mind and just some of that, you know, being 13 and in junior high school and what you go through and yeah, having just everything that you go through. I won't go into details, but um, she just shared some stuff. And I just thought, you know, how cool would that be to be able to teach her that she can release this Mm -hmm. right then and there. And, you know, people at school aren't even going to know, you know, she can just sit here and do a little tap and yeah. Or even if she takes us like just a few minutes, goes to the bathroom. Yeah. You can do it yeah. in the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. I'm really looking forward to it. And then we have book club next Wednesday, right? Jacine, you want to tell we us about do. that? Yes. We're finishing off sacred rest since I just had a family emergency last week. So we weren't able to do that. So we're finishing sacred rest on Wednesday and it is, 1 30 central time 11 30 um what time and that link is available on the 50 50 girl page for all of you who are members of the 50 50 girl club and then our december book that we'll be discussing which i'm really excited about is the power of ted mm-hmm. and so i you can find it there are used books out there i got my copy for five dollars and 25 cents or something like that nice. and i know that a lot of libraries have it available so you can get it in audio audiobook um it's on amazon yeah, it, you can find it so yeah. It is an exceptional book. And then next Monday, we have another mastermind meeting for the girls that are in mastermind. And then we'll have a coaching clear session on Tuesday. We won't have coaching clear the fourth Tuesday because of the holiday, but we do have it this coming Tuesday. I think it's the 13th is when we'll meet for coaching clear. So we just got everybody. If you guys haven't watched the video that Beth did, you can go to the website and watch the video on what coaching clear really is mm-hmm. on the 5050 girl club you can um, watch the video on the 5050 girl club um, facebook and, and you can ask questions there which is great and if you watch on the web page cmh coaching web page just shoot us a message if you have questions you know we're happy to answer those yeah because coaching yep. clear is pretty powerful it's great stuff mm-hmm. so be thinking next week, what gift do you want to give yourself this Christmas Mm. under the idea of going deep instead of going wide? What Mm. gift do you want? We'll just do some thinking this week. We have time to decide. We have all the time we need. What is it we want to give ourselves this year for Christmas? Or maybe when we're giving it to ourselves, we're giving it to our family and to our loved ones as well, because we make such an impact on the people around us. Yeah. So thanks, you guys. It's been great to be with you. Thank you, 5050 Girls. You guys rock. And we look forward to seeing you again next Monday. Same time, same back channel. Bye, guys. I can choose a better way with every little thought I think. 
Hey, thanks for joining us today in a creator-based life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. That I'll share with you I can choose a better way With every little thought I think And if I wake up with a bad attitude I just fill my mind with gratitude I give thanks, thanks for, for everything With every little thought I think I can choose to be happy Choose to be free Moment by moment It's all up to me Cause what I think